Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And Doug, have you ever spotted anything weird in someone else's house? Spotted something weird in someone else's house? Um, uh, weird. That you can talk about? No. Depressing? <laughs> yes. Yes. Is yes. it 10 cats? Uh, not 10 cats. Although that is also depressing. I mean, watching a cat just piss all over a credenza and then, you know, having the owner of that cat be like, what do you mean they pissed? I'm like, literally just watch them walk over to the corner of that fucking really nice wooden bookshelf and just pissed all over it. And they were like, I don't believe it. Like, no, they did. Just saw it. It happened. So, but in terms of like, did I see like a dildo on a shelf or something like that? No, (laughs) nothing like that. Um, You know, I've been in, I stayed at at, at someone's place that looked like it was just almost going to be on the show Hoarders. And they're like, wow, what are we doing here? I'm like, this is, this is spooky, (laughs) really spooky. Um, And you have to just pretend that this is normal, you know, because you don't want to rock the boat. Were you talking Um, like, are you talking like. Not just they had a ton of stuff. You're talking like it was hoarders level. What are we doing? It here? was just gross. It was just like a bunch of stuff everywhere. And you're like, yeah. oh, when you you you'd be like, yeah, I can't use my garage because I just have a whole bunch of shit in there. You're like, huh? Okay. Yeah. So I'm a big proponent. I don't know about you. Now that you are a homeowner, I don't know if you see. Yes. It's like I in my neighborhood, I walk around. I see a lot of people use their garage for like storage. And for yep. me, I'm like, absolutely not. The yeah. garage is where my car lives. The garage is where my car goes night, right. night. Because right. I don't want it. I, when it's cold and snowing and I have a garage, Practical Doug would be furious if I had to go out and clean off my car because I'm too busy storing my shit in my garage. You right. know, I understand there's lack of storage or someone wants to have their woodworking shop in the garage. I get it. That's sure. totally fine. Yeah. Right. For me personally, because Jill has been like, hey, what if we put this stuff in the garage? I'm like, absolutely not. No, I want my car to remain cool in the summer and I want it to remain yeah. warm and cleaned off from the winter elements in the winter. I miss having a garage so much for a brief moment. When we lived at that apartment in Ada, we had a garage and it was glorious. It was a garage. You, you not have into. one now? No. 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 We've got a we've got a driveway on the side of the house, and that's it. So we've got a but place no where we can fit okay. two cars, but no garage. So oh, we okay. got to go out. And we got to yeah. That was one of the bummers when when we were looking. I told my real like there was those must haves, and that was on my must have list. Um, th- but then this house came along, and there was so much else that outweighed yeah. that. And I was like, ah, I guess I'm gonna have to let. Something on this list go, and that was one of the things I had to let go. I think was, that's fair. Was I tough. probably would have done tough. the same thing. Like, if I yeah. had to sacrifice something, it's probably a garage. But, yeah. you know, ever since I had covered parking and stuff, I'm oh. like, I don't want to go back to it. Like, I don't want to. Nor should you. It. Like, I would not I would not advise. Because, again, that, that for that year we were in Ada, it was in Chicago when we had a car. We didn't have a car for a long time in Chicago, but 
on the on the the eras where we had cars <clears throat> down at eleven thirty, we had parking, but you had to go down. You had to, you know, tell the attendant, I'm, you know, I'd like my car. They go get it. They bring it up. You couldn't do self-park. You had to go through the attendant. And it was just, if That's they were annoying. backed up, you could be waiting down there for 20, 25 minutes for your car. And it was, you know, th- look, those guys were phenomenal. It was not their fault. It was just a broken system that yeah. that, that building implemented. Um, <laughs> Mandatory valet in an apartment. That seems really weird to me. It was, yeah, I don't, yeah. But it was, because the thing is, it was part public parking, part mm. uh Resident still, parking. I was so, like, oh, that makes sense. I'm like, nope, still doesn't. Nope, still doesn't. <laughs> still doesn't. Self-parking, you know? <laughs> so uh, when we were up here at that apartment in Ada prior to moving into our house, we had the, we pull into the garage and from the garage, the door, it wasn't even like a separate, a detached garage. It was the the highest level of garage you could have. And it was just marvelous. And I was so, I so wanted to continue riding that luxurious high, but it was not meant to be. It yeah. just was not meant to be for me. Have you seen anything weird in someone in someone's house or someone's home? I I'm sure I have. I have not I wasn't able to come up with something specific. What I will say is I am on a current kick of I dislike aquariums in houses. Interesting. A- Tell me aquariums more about that. Aquariums and is for lizards, is it called a terrarium? Is that what something like that, yeah, terrarium, yeah. Or, yeah. I didn't know if that was like for succulents and plants or no i think like you know uh, technically if you have like insects and spiders and stuff that's called a terrarium so okay whatever the aquarium you can't have a terrarium without terror you know thank you spiders <laughs> this podcast brought to you by the brown Recluse. can i interrupt you real quick and just uh, please the game lethal company um i haven't encountered this yet but there are giant spiders in that game and yeah. apparently the video game developers recognize that a lot of people have arachnophobia. So they created a modification of the game so that if you are arachnophobic, you can turn this on. And instead of a spider, it just says this word in all red letters, spider. And the word spider will chase you uh, through the level, which I find infinitely hilarious. I It's hilarious. And also, I, res- I have mad respect for those developers because right. thank you. Thank you for that. So all of a sudden, would, you open the door, you just see spider. You're like, fuck! Which is scary. Ah! I mean, you just see this word just chasing you the down, word. The, down the corridor from the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I don't like, uh, I don't think I've ever seen, uh, it, thinking back now, I don't think I've ever seen an aquarium. Like when I drive by or walk by a house and I look in and they've got, and I'm assuming usually it is a lizard because uh, typically when I see it around here, it's it's the big glass box and it's usually got like a UV, like a purplish UV light on it. And I'm like, that's tip. I'm guessing that's not for fish. And it just looks, and I'm sorry if I'm pissing someone off here, but it looks tacky and out of place to me. I just don't, I've never seen it done where it aesthetically adds to the room. And it just, so for me, if I walk in and I see, an aquarium, maybe if it's done well, but if I see like a lizard encasement, own your lizards, that's fine. I just, I think it looks, I, I judge when I walk in and I'm like, no, thank you to this. No, thank you to this. Okay. Yes. I understand. I don't know if I necessarily agree, but I get it. If that makes okay. sense. You know? So you, you, it doesn't bother you or you, or you like it? Are I think you it doesn't bother are me. You pro? I think I'm neutral. Okay. I'm not like, oh boy, a terrarium. You know, I'm just like, you know. 
We were going to hang out, but now I want to sit Woo! here and look at this. Now I want to stare That's at it. all I'm doing all night. But I, I, I think it probably depends on, you know, again. I will take about, my dinner in front of this, sir. Yeah. Fuck your TV. Turn it off. I want to just your eat TV. in front of this, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, again, it depends on the overall decor because I'll say this. A terrarium in the place that I was describing that was borderline hoarder. Um, yeah. That would be like, whew, there's a motif here. There's a sadness here that, uh, man, I don't know. You look at There's the terrarium and whatever's here. supposed to be, and it's empty. You're like, so it's living <laughs> it's out empty. here somewhere. Okay. Right. It's around here somewhere hiding. Gotcha. The it's light is still on in case they want to go home, but yeah. They don't. <laughs> they chewed their way out. Cool. Nice. Very cool. Like, they don't well, want to be fun. here anymore. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, I'm going to be in your garage. Oh, I'm sorry. It lives in there now? I won't be Maybe. in your garage. I don't know. <laughs> it has, it's created a system of tubes, and so it's evolved. <laughs> It's you see this pile of stuff. If you look at the bottom, something's burrowed through it. Right. So I they don't know what a, it is. A pneumatic tube system. So it can just right. sort of like almost instantly teleport to wherever it wants to go. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that in the night. You're like, fuck. It's on the move. He's, on the move. It's, it's on the He's move. quickly on the move. He's he created fast travel in his living environment. <laughs> it's a little it's a little Elon Musk uh, newt. And it's the boring company. <laughs> He's he's boring. Yeah, that was. There you go. There's a reference. Watch yeah. John Oliver, everybody. Except it didn't work. It failed halfway through. It, it doesn't failed. go anywhere. It's just stuck in one of its own tubes yeah, now. Yeah, it's like it thinks it's cool, but and it keeps telling itself it's cool, but no one believes it. You it's know? got a lot of money for a lizard, though. Yeah, really. I mean, it's crazy. He's the king yeah. of all the lizards, and nobody likes. He is him. the king. Of, he's the king of lizards. <laughs> he's, he is right. He is cold blooded. Hey, gang. <laughs> You may be asking yourself, hey, it's Christmas time, and I want to give a gift to Justin and Doug. Well, I've got something that you could give us. You should give us your your time and your your ability to share. Share us with the world. That would mean the world to us. Because do you know why? Because I need to, we, Justin and I are going to be vulnerable with you for a minute. Please. We were approached by a sponsor. You may be asking yourself, whoa, really? The answer is Why? yes. Why? We asked the same question. And initially yep. I said, nah, we're not going to pursue this because this doesn't make sense at all. But out of curiosity, we were like, let's just see what maybe could come of this. And we sent them all of our data and they're like, sorry, nah, you're not good enough yet. And I was like, nope. part of me was like relieved. But another part of me was like, man, that kind of sucks. If you're wondering, it was for dick pills. Uh, and this is no joke. We were approached by a company that does like male enhancement pills. And they're yep. like, and they were, they followed up after we didn't respond. And they're like, hey. Three times. Three times. They were like. Three times. They sent me the initial one. Mm -hmm. I sent it to Doug. And I was yeah. like, you see this? And he's like, yeah, well, maybe not. Yeah. And then the guy followed up and followed up again. And then I was like, I'm, he's really wanting to talk to us. Yeah. And um, at my initial response was like, no way are we doing ads <laughs> right. for dick pills. Like, listen, does, well, it, I also, does it fit I also our, our theme? Kind of. But I'm like, could, ah. we, could we have fun with the copy? Absolutely. 100%. And I, but part of me, practice Doug's like, we have no sponsors. Therefore, any sponsor is a good sponsor. But then, right. you know. I don't know, ethical Doug or maybe just like, you know, scruples Doug modest, goes modest Doug goes, really? Is this what we want to do? Does this fit with like our plan of, you know, whatever? Yeah. I don't know. But the point of this story is 
gang, if we get if we get some more views, if we get some more like, you know, ground here, who knows? Maybe we will get the dick pill guy back, you know, and that could lead to some other things. I don't know. But I, like I said, I'm not disappointed that we're not going to be doing ads for dick pills. But at the same time, we're not good enough for dick pill guy, you know, and I feel like as what a community, as a community, we could come together. And we could we could get these numbers to a point where maybe I don't know what's the next step above dick pills. I mean, I don't know energy drinks. Probably like gambling. <laughs> it's Panera's charged lemonade. <laughs> probably online slots or some shit. You know, like you know, these are just stepping stones to other stamps. things. Stamps.com. Stamps. Hey, dude, if we get stamps.com, we're right. doing okay. You know what I mean? Bonobos. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just just. It's, Shameless self-plug. If you guys could do us a solid, if you're watching us on youtube.com slash podcast, do us a favor, hit the like button. It costs you nothing. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button. And really, do us a solid. If we do something that you truly enjoy, please share it, whether it's a clip, whether it's an episode. Share it out into your circles. We would really love to generate that amount of watch time, viewership, and everything. And if you're listening to it, thank you. If you're watching and listening, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We appreciate you. And if you're listening to it, same thing. Rate it, review it, share it out. Um, because honestly, although my initial thoughts were like, man, really dick pills. I was also kind of like, hey, someone actually found us and was like, hey, we're Reach not a scam. Out. We don't think so. But yeah. we we would love to add and possibly advertise with you. And we just, we don't have, we don't have the clout yet. So right. help us out. It's Christmas time. Let's carry this into the new year. Let's, uh, let's help us out. Let's, let's, let's pump up this, this listenership, this viewership a little bit. What do you say? What do you say? Mind you gap in? 2024 hashtag next steps. Hashtag dick pills. <laughs> hashtag dick pills. <laughs> let's reset goal of talking about dick pills and getting paid for it. Right. Instead of what we usually do, just do it for free. <laughs> That's right. Use your dick. How about that? Oh, man. Speaking of Christmas, um, <coughs> boy, do I have a story for you. So I almost ruined Santa for Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> I have been so excited to hear this uh, story. I've so, been so excited to hear. I told Doug when he brought this up in our pre-production meeting, I told you, don't say another word. I want to live this in real time. I want yeah. this story. I want to I want to experience this along with our audience. So uh, the other day, Natalie, I was just like, I got done working out or whatever. And I was just, you know, having my post-workout snack, which was delicious. And Natalie comes what up was and was it? like, it is uh, three berry blend. Raspberries, blackberries, and blueberries with oats, uh, protein powder, yogurt, and honey. Nice. Yum, 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 yum. I look forward to it after I work out. It's my little treat. So I'm eating that, and Natalie comes over and goes, hey, Dad, do you want to play charades? And I was like, all right, I don't think you've ever asked me to play this. Sure, whatever. She goes, and she's an animal. She's just like, she goes, sometimes I have to explain the rules. She goes, I'm an animal that lives in the ocean. And she starts doing just like, she starts going. And I go, 
you're a fish. She goes, no, I live here. I look like this. I'm th-. I go, no, 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 no. Like, just because I don't get it doesn't mean you have to, like, give me more clues. Like, you have to act it out. Right. And she was just like, just doing this. If, you, if you're listening, she's just, like, making gestures with her hands. And I'm just yeah. like, ah, guessing, guessing, guessing. And whatever. So she's like, all right, your turn. So then I'm an animal and I'm like a gorilla, you know, whatever, doing all these things, flamingo, doing these, all these really easy things. And then I'm like, all right, I'm a superhero. I'm like pretending to be Iron Man. And she's like, oh, she finally gets, she goes, okay, be an animal. I go, no, 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 you don't get to tell me what I get to be. No, 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 no. So I'm like doing all sorts of, you know, different superheroes. And she's doing, sticking with the animals. And then I'm giving her clues, right? I'm like, I'm a superhero. You know, I do, I'm an animal. And then I think, oh, you know what would be great? Is if I act out Santa Claus. And I'm about to give her a clue. And I, I'm about to say I'm a fictitious person. I'm about to say I am not real. I am imaginary. I am made up. And I go, I am, and I just like, everything slows down. Like bullet time. Bullet time. And my brain goes, no, don't. And I go, I'm, what am I? What am I? I was like, Jesus Christ. I almost just let this slip. Like, just not even thinking. And I just reeled it back in. And I was like, I'm a magical person. And I was just like, what would you have done? Would you have tried to have saved that or would you have just gone? All right. This is how it happened. This is her story. I think I I could have navigated it easily with her at this age. Okay. Because I would have been like, it's a type of Santa. It's a there's a multiverse of Santas. This one Santa. There's a different types of them. And this one isn't real. You know, like she's pretty easy to like. Be a like, look at this, something. an open door. Oh, what's in there? <laughs> Slam the door. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Careful if you hear the pneumatic <laughs> tubes going, you know, like <laughs> it's on the move. It, that means it that means it's hungry. <laughs> and I just was like, I whisper that to Jill. I go, I almost said I was a fictitious person. She goes, God damn it. I'm like, I know, I just stopped myself. That would have been, oh, that would have been if, something. That if would it would have landed, though, else. and Natalie would have been like, hey, <clears throat> when did you stop believing in Santa Claus? Oh, when my dad was playing charades <clears throat> with me when I was seven. Right. Started off as a real fun game. I was doing an animal. What do you think this is? And then someone yeah. guesses it. They're like, yeah, yeah. dad couldn't get that. Yeah. And then and then, and then he just ruined it. He just said Santa wasn't real. Can I ask you a legitimate question? Doesn't yeah. she watch these later on YouTube? No, she doesn't watch these. She doesn't watch these, just the video game streams? Just just the video game streams. So, okay. Yeah, she All doesn't right, watch these. She'll see like the you. thumbnails, but she doesn't click on them because she knows that they're not interesting. So not yet anyway. Good. Maybe when she's older, she might find them somewhat intriguing. Right. But Also, for new question. listeners, we are very interesting. That's yes. a seven-year-old. Yeah, seven-year-old is not going to want to sit down and be like, yay. I showed her the trailer. You should for, subscribe, though. You should. Thank you. Get us those dick pills. Um uh we were watching i was showing her some trailers uh the other day and i showed her the the trailer for dune part two and she's like whoa that looks cool i'm like do you want to watch dune part one and she's like ah because i showed her the trailer for dune one she goes i think the second one looks cooler i'm like it does but you can't see the second one without seeing the first one right so i sat her down to watch the first dune ah, she made it about a third of the way through and she's like i'm good like i'm like yeah, yeah. i was like 
I think you did that thing where she where she slid off the couch again and then like went to play with some toys. I was like trying to keep her engaged. I'm like, so this is who this is. This is what they're doing, and yada yada yada. I was like, I'm 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 forcing this one. There's she's not gonna find this interesting. There's certain parts I think should be cool when the sandworms come out and stuff like that. But she's like, nah, this isn't this isn't you know, she's not into it. So same thing with this. Like she would turn this on and be like, "Mm, nah, I'm not into it. It's just dad talking. (laughs) You know, I'll have this. I have this for when I'm older. I've got yeah. these records. Yeah. For better or worse. I, man, I can't wait. I'm be really curious because the thing is, like, I've forgotten most of the stuff that I've said on here. So if she starts at the very beginning and just, yeah. just goes, wow. Well, <laughs> wow, I love Dad. When, when Haig was catching up on our episodes, uh, there's only a few people, by the by, who have uh, consumed the entire Mind Gap catalog. Mm-hmm. So if you're new and you're listening. Not only should you subscribe, but head on back and join the elite. Join the Mind Gap elite and listen. Yeah, you to want to be elite. Catalog. The first, I'd say, two hundred or so are audio only. So you right. know, so get in there, make yeah. it make it work, and then after that, it's real shitty video. Yeah, real shitty video. <laughs> and then it gets better. And then slowly. once the pandemic kids comes around, it slowly, bit uh, by bit, evolves yeah. to where we are right now. And then we figured it out. Kinda, um, <laughs> kinda. Yeah, it wasn't until just like. Within this year, we figured out this new way of recording yeah. that actually gives high def everything. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, when Haig was catching up, he would always be like, hey, so I just listened to epi- we, we were on like episode, I don't know, let's call it uh, 300. Mm-hmm. And Haig was like, I just listened to episode, you know, 197. And I got a couple of things, that, your opinion on this. And I'm like, Haig, I, I have no idea what I Refresh said. Refresh my episode. memory. What was right. what, what did we say? What's the transcript uh, say? And he's like, "You can't remember what you fucking had for breakfast." I'm like, "Hey, we're in the, like the 300s. We've done 300 episodes. I cannot remember everything that I've said for 300 episodes over hey, the course of six years. Each, each episode is is a week apart. So you do the right. math on how many weeks it's been since we had that conversation. So I can't, man. Tell I me can't. what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what I said. And I'll either defend it or agree with you and be like, you're right. I was wrong. <laughs> right. Because times change. So, well, you know, I may have changed my mind by this point. Hank. I don't right. know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you oh. remember? I know. We, I think we've talked about this before, but I don't remember. Do you remember when it was ruined for you? The whole Santa. Um, the, whole, the whole Santa fraud. I remember like being told and I, I wasn't surprised i think like deep down i knew okay and i chose to ignore the obvious you were um, forcing yourself to believe i think what it was is my brother goes you know it's not real right and i was like yeah yeah i yeah i know it's not real it's like obviously it's not in that moment i was like i didn't and then, doug tur- then doug turned around and shed a single tear and went <laughs> doug turned to the camera and goes i didn't know right <laughs> i was like yeah obviously <laughs> and i was like fuck and I started doing what do you the think math. I am? A baby? You know. I started thinking because I remember one Christmas, um, my brother and I went like all out for like leaving gifts for Santa. Like we okay. we both like made these construction paper elves and we laid them out and we like put like extra like goodies out for them and stuff. And my parents were like, God damn, they're really going all out for this. And we the next morning, we got like <laughs> This is classic. My parents, they gave us, we saw like a note that's like, hey, thanks. And then there was these suckers that were left there. They were the exact same suckers we would get from the doctor. 
that we just were <laughs> we had just gotten and they'd put in a drawer somewhere and my parents were like ah, here you go have the i was like wow we got suckers and i was like this is just like the ones we get from the doctor's office and my brother and i were sitting there like sitting on the couch just sucking on the suckers look and be like do you think you could see his his footprints in the carpet do you think those are his footprints? And we're just like, yeah. wow, this was so cool. He gave us suckers. I think I like immediately went back to that moment. I'm like, that makes sense because <laughs> Santa's starting to line up now. Santa wouldn't have just given us the doctor suckers. Right. You know, it's like eh. Santa and Dr. Johnson shop at the same quick mart. Interesting. Like that's interesting um so i think in that moment i i like when he said that i was like yeah that's probably right and i kind of yeah. you know it wasn't like a, a devastating moment but i was old enough where it wasn't too too bad how about yeah. you i truly cannot remember when i remember when i was super young um like yeah like leaving leaving it out i would get up in the morning and i would look for the crumbs because my my mom would always do the partially eaten cookie and leave the crumbs and the carrots for uh, loved those traditions. Then as I got older, I don't remember when it happened, but then I I went from believing to really being excited to watch my cousins get into it. Because at that time, uh, I was old enough to where technology had caught up and they had the, was it the Nord? Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The tracker. So they NORAD. would, the, the, tra- the NORAD, that's what it is. The NORAD tracker. The Nord so VPN tracker? The, that's <laughs> I was like, I know that's this a thing. This episode brought to you by NordVPN. Santa's preferred VPN. That's right. Um, the Vixen Prancer Network. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, they would, the tradition became that we would do dinner, this, that, and the other thing, and then we would open a, one gift on Christmas Eve, cookies, get in our pajamas, and then they would log on, and they would like, obsessively like track, like, where is he now? Oh, he's over you know, Southeast Asia. Oh, my gosh. And they got so excited about it, and that became – I distinctly remember morphing into that phase of my childhood, and that was really cool. But I don't remember the minute that I actually – that I actually – it was broken for me. I wonder – I should ask my mom to see if she remembers me, like, coming home from school crying or – maybe there's a memory that I'm just rep- – she probably something. has like a jar of your tears that she she saved from the day oh, that you were crying is right next to your your chicken pox scabs. She keeps those separate because if the scabs get wet, they dissolve. Exactly, and plus yeah, if so you un- those are, if you keep the lid closed, it can't evaporate. So you know exactly. Yeah. So you yeah. want to make sure those are both in hermetically yeah. sealed jars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two thoughts on that. One, creative Doug just flipped the switch, and sure. I was just thinking when you mentioned the reindeer. One of my things that I love so much about storytelling is when someone has an idea of taking a classic story and like flipping it and sure. telling it in a new way. I just watched the movie The Green Knight, um, which is oh, okay. a retelling of The Green Knight. You know, it's a classic poem and things like that. Dev and it was just sort Patel? Of like, what's up? Was it with Dev Patel? Was yes. It Dev? Yeah. Yes. An A24 film and everything like that. And I just – or um, like uh, the comic series Fable, which is – don't know if I know that one. Oh, I've talked about yeah. it before. It's so good. It's you get basically these all these fable characters and creatures uh, come into the real world because okay. bad things are happening in their world and they're escaping. They're essentially refugees and they <clears> live in a very small part of New York and they are like surrounded by a barrier. So regular people can't find them. And you get to see these interesting personifications of these characters like the big bad wolf. 
is like a detective, you know. It's, it's very similar to ABC had a, a drama Once upon series. a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, mm-hmm. like, you get to see all these different aspects of these characters. And, you know, like the really, like, creature, like, like three little pigs and stuff like that. They live up in this place called The Farm. Okay. So because they can't really integrate into society because they look different. So there's actually kind of like a social thing about it where people are like, oh, I get, oh, we get to set us up in the farm and just forget about us and things like that. So like all yeah, the yeah. creatures from like the Jungle Book and whatever, they live up there. And then you've got like Prince Charming, who's kind of like a deadbeat asshole, whose ability is that he can just charm women. And he basically kind of like lives on their couches and shit like that and like you know, lives off of that sort of stuff. And then you just, Snow White's kind of like assistant mayor and of the town. And it's just really interesting ways. Like Cinderella's like a fucking spy and she's badass. She's like a 007 agent. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many of these like really cool ways of like taking these characters and being like, here's all these like fun little rhyming stories. And you get to see like, you know, all these things about it. Pinocchio is this horny little kid because he was... He's like an adult, but he's still in a kid's body, but he's like fucking perv. And he's just like, I just want to fuck, but I don't have any balls. Like my balls haven't dropped. Why did he make me like this? You know, just I'm a real boy. Damn it. (laughs) God damn it. You know, so um, it's interesting. So I think of that because at one point Santa is in that story and he's like a super magical creature. And he's talking to, you know, um, I think a child or whatever. And they're like, you know, how does this work? And he's like, I'm everywhere all at the same time. Like he's like I'm in every house right now, and it like cuts to a scene of him, like he's like oh, he just he's kind of like Doctor Manhattan, almost that he like he exists. can like astral project or something. He just like, exists everywhere yeah. at the same time. He's in every house. He's and that's that's how he does. Like how does he do it all in one mm. night? Well, he's in every single house all at the same time. Fascinating, which okay. was really interesting. And then I took that like this is how my I'm giving you this contest because then my brain goes. You mentioned the the reindeer. I go. What if Santa was like an evil character? And okay, I'm in. All of these reindeer are actually like creatures that he's enslaved. <laughs> and Santa isn't necessarily like this benign being, but he's actually a malevolent force that he's, you know, somehow like some demon lord that has like connected all these creatures. They were maybe were once humans that he's it's almost oh. like Sauron and that he's tricked into whatever or it, it's enslaved him into contracts. And so now he rides this. There's like, oh, it's this sleigh. It's actually like this. This 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 sleigh that's wreathed in fire that shoots across the sky <laughs> and it's a bad omen and you actually don't want to see Santa. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm describing the, it. All right, you're describing the Krampus, right? Something like that. But you know, <clears throat> it's this is this is the being that the Krampus fears, right? Yes, They're like, like oh, this is- the Krampus is like they are always afraid of me, but they don't know who the real enemy is because of propaganda. <laughs> right. Because they know if they speak out of line, they have to deal with him. <laughs> and you'll be forced to work at his workshop. Right. <laughs> Do you have any idea? Do you have any idea how many limbs he has in his workshop? Like, you know. It's all it's all old school wood shit, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, come on, this. man. Yeah. You don't want to be there. You don't want to be he'll there. Tr- <laughs> yeah, he'll drive, he'll drive splinters up under your fingernails. It hurts, man. He gets yeah. you to talk. I was like, it'd be fun to tell a story about that. And, and if that is, uh, there's that's, a, that's a cool idea, there's a love, death and robots series. I don't know if you've seen that on Netflix. Uh, it's a bunch of short films. Okay. Um, there's, I think there's a couple seasons of them right now. And one of the episodes, 
Um, I think the first season has my favorite Christmas story of all time. And um, I don't want to ruin it, but I, I'm going to recommend it to you specifically, Justin. It's six minutes. So, okay. or anyone who's interested who want, I, it's Love, Death, and the Robots. It's on, it's not Netflix, the first season. I can't remember. I'll, I'll find the name of it and tell you what it is, but it is the most wonderful Christmas episode I've ever seen. It, it absolutely tickled me to death when I watched it. I was like, this is incredible. Um, <clears throat> and you should all watch it. And is it's, it, there's three robots, the witness suits, Sucker of souls when the yogurt took over beyond the Aquila Rift. I think it's hunting. all through the house. It the actually might be season two. Helping hand fish. Okay. <coughs> so season That's two, why I couldn't six. find it. All right. Yeah, I thought it was season one. It's actually season two. All right, we're all going to stop and you're going to watch <laughs> and listen to me watch this. Come back. In six minutes. I, I right. honestly, I really recommend that show in general. Like that's okay. really, really cool. There's some like super dark shit in there. Um, but there's also some just very interesting and also very funny things. So it's very, very interesting. I feel so. like I remember, I remember when this came, I remember the name. I never actually mm-hmm. watched it because I don't watch a ton of animation. Would you consider this anime? No, it's no. definitely an animated series. I, is I, it all I animated? I don't know if it's all mm-hmm. animated, but I, I think most of it is. Interesting. It's very, this- it's very good stuff. Some of them are like really fucking creepy, and I loved it. And I was like, "This wow, is some- okay, this is some uncanny valley shit, though." Maybe depends like on which these, one you're watching. These characters look kind of lifelike, but not enough. Oh, well, some of it just know. looks like a computer game. You know what I mean? Computer game cutscenes. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. All right. I'll anyway. give it a shot, Doug. I'll watch it. At the very least, just watch that one. That one, that that particular episode. Watch yeah. it. And then I'd love to get your immediate reaction <laughs> and be like, ask yourself this question before you watch it. I wonder why Doug likes this so much. And then when it's done, let me know what you think about that. About Does me liking just, that so it, much. Is it a seething takedown of Christmas? I'll have to find out. All right. Nothing would love... Nothing would make me happier than to spoil it for you, but I think you need to watch it. And because it's only six minutes, I was like, it's not too much of an ask. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? All right. That's my biggest thing in D&D right now, under my Curse of Stride campaign, is I just want to tell the players every fucking thing that's going on. Yeah. And I can't. And I've been You've really good. you got some good shit coming up that I I've can see a, why you would want to tell them. Oh, I've been a good boy where I'm just like, I want to tell you. But it's even better <clears throat> when they figure it out. And they're like, mm-hmm. wait or a second. when they second. don't figure out, and it just happens to them. Yeah. Boy, do I have plans. I have plans. There's some shit coming. I have plans. I also came up with an idea for an actual one shot that I want to invite you to play. Done. Cool. I'm there. Done. Awesome. Haven't figured it all out yet, but it's it's not going to be like House of Aaron Fold where I'm like, it's a one shot. And it was like 15 sessions and we didn't finish it. So, you know. Which is still one of my one of my saddest saddest uh, uh, unaccomplishments. It, it was a sad thing for me because I'm like I sold this the wrong way. <laughs> it was a it was a I limited now- series, is what it was. But it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't a one shot. One shot is something you can do ways. in one or two sessions. I was yeah. like five sessions in. I'm like we're not even at the fucking mansion yet, where all this shit takes place. Oh, <laughs> I was like we gotta yeah. build all this story, which I think mattered. But you know what are you gonna do? So, but I have an idea for something 
that okay. I need to flesh out that I think could be really fun, that I think could be uh, – it would be full of mystery and intrigue, maybe a little bit of horror. Who knows? But I got I to gotta work out the mechanics on it because I'm like, I don't know exactly how to pull this off and I got to – I've got an idea for a rough idea for a story for it that I think could be good and compelling. And then just kind of turning you all loose and seeing what happens. So I'm into it. I, nothing would make me happier than if you attempted another one shot and it turned into like another 15 week thing. I don't want to do just, that. You just keep failing at one shots. That would just be, like, that would be my, <laughs> I would love that to be a running like, thing. Doug, we want you to make a short film. I'm like, great. Here's a three hour cut of my short <laughs> film. They're like, I don't think you understand what short film means. I right. said, well, it's, it's, it's a film. <laughs> We'd like you to make a short film. Start with the script. Okay. Doug turns in <laughs> Doug turns in a 400-page draft. We're like, does Doug, this work? They're like, no. Like, which, gonna, which, is this like a series of short films? You're like, no. This is the short film. <laughs> no. I mean, it's short if you consider this could be six hours. Right? I mean, obviously we'll cut a page or two. But I mean, for right. the most part, it's good to go, you know? Don't worry. A lot of this is action. It'll play quicker. Right. This is mostly <laughs> stage directions. You know, it's cool. You know, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so uh, I I want to get to I want to get to something that's been in my mind. Hopefully we can come back to the second point here. Sure. I really want to get to the third one because this has yeah. been. This has been this has been eaten at you. It's been eaten at me. Yeah. Um, all right. We kind Let's of rock like, and roll. We kind of got into this a little bit around Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but um, I this week in particular, I had this sort of like watershed moment. You know, a real aha epiphany, a lot, a big <clears throat> woohoo at your woohoo sort of moment where <laughs> I was listening to a podcast and. The 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 host was just like, you know, oh, hopefully you're, you know, taking a break from your family and you're not killing each other and yada, yada, yada. And I was hearing stories, anecdotes from other people close to me about how much they're dreading the holidays, about how much they don't want to be around their family. And it just dawned on me. I was like, we all, many people, I don't want to say we all, I don't want to be a Sith. I don't want to speak in absolutes here, but many people don't get along with their families at all. And it's like a known factor, right? There's literally articles that's like how to talk to your annoying family members at the dinner table. You know what I mean? Yes. So it got me thinking. It's like we all make jokes about this. We write news articles about this. We, We dread the idea of talking to that aunt, that uncle, maybe even our parents or cousins or whatever who are awful and right. we don't get along with them. Why do we go and hang out with our family for the holidays? Why do I why do we force ourselves to be with them if we don't want to be there? And the common answer to this rhetorical question is, well, it's family. It's tradition. You got to be there. You know, love them or hate them, they're your family. And I want to say I want to normalize being like, "Nah, I'm doing the holidays on my own this year. I'm doing my own thing. And it's not necessarily an indictment against your family. It could be if you want it to be. But it could just be like, ask yourself this question. If these weren't your family, if you didn't come out of this person's vagina, would you be friends with them? Would you want to hang out with them? And if the answer is no, really ask yourself the question is, why am I here for the holidays? Right. 
out of some weird social moral obligation. Like it, it, it doesn't make any sense. That's a great point of like, if you were not bound by blood, would you still be around these people by choice? Right. Because the idea guess of what? like, a, you have ahead, a sorry. choice. I've talked, no, I've talked so much. Go ahead. No, no you have, you just, it's because guess what? You have a choice. <laughs> it is a choice. You're choosing, you're, cho- you think that you're, you're, uh, you're, you're bound to these people that you have to be there. It's a choice. You are making the decision and you can choose to not make that decision. I, it's so funny because I was going through Reddit's Am I the Asshole, you know, for, for, for our Ask Practical Doug. And I saw a lot of things about Christmas and like, which, like, am I like feeling guilty? Am I the asshole? Because well, there's just like Christmas things now. of like this thing happened at Christmas and like there was so much uh, yeah, control yeah. over the holiday. Of, oh yeah! Like we all go to my grandma's place every year because this is what she wants, or my mom does this every year, and oh, I said this, and they're like, "You can't go into her house and tell her what to do," sort of thing. And I'm like, "Man, these are weird rules and laws that we've sort of put up there that I just don't agree with in general." Yeah. And I don't know. Um, I don't have a ton of like family traditions or, you know, the relationships that I have with my family are strained to put it lightly. And Mm -hmm. so the idea of being like in my current situation, like I got to go see him for Christmas. Ain't fucking happening. Not that they'd invite me in anyway. You know, Yeah, I was going to say after, after where we left things, I don't even know if that's an option. Probably not. Um, probably not. But that's the kind of thing where when I look back on all those holidays that I went to, I did it because I guess that's what you were supposed to do. Yeah. Shrug. You felt, did you, is it because you, that's what you're supposed to do? Or did you feel guilted into doing it? Did you feel manipulated or was there some, was there some deep rooted, like something that you're like, I, I kind of have to do this. I was in a situation where like, um, my parents were very much like, Hey, when you have a family of your own or whatever, don't feel like you come, like you have to come back here. Like, okay, go do your own thing. My parents were very much like, we're going to raise this creature to be self-sufficient. And then after that, our job is done. That's sure. kind of how I view their parenting style of like, okay. all right, you're self-sustaining now. Like, what do you want from us kind of situation? Right. So the uh, idea of us being peers, I don't think was ever in the plan no sort of like buddies or friends was ever in the equation yeah. for the life cycle of this relationship. So I, I, I chose to go cause I think I felt like I wanted to partly because I just didn't see them that often. So I was like, Oh, it would be good to see them. Cause also because I hadn't seen them in so while I could take that dose of them, that amount of time with them without yeah. like wanting to end my life um, or end their life. So, but as I look back on that now, I was like, there was some sense of like, this is what you're supposed to do. I think at the time, like I did want to be there. Like I did want to see them. Like I didn't hate them. Um, I found them incredibly annoying, especially as I got older, but you know, it was, it was kind of nice to see them and whatever. And I look back on that now, like the relationship's pretty shallow. There wasn't a whole lot there, but you know, the idea of, well, we got to go do this because we're family. Mm -hmm. It's like. Yeah, but I mean, the idea of a friend's giving, right? That seems like a relatively new thing to me. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's been 
done. I just think yeah. it's been <clears throat> it's been it got a real good PR uh, person working for it. Like, well, you know what I mean? I think I, I don't. I think it's it's been around. It's just something that hasn't been talked about as much as it has since social media. As I say, social media gave it a boost yeah. where people are like, oh, shit. Right. Yeah, I guess, you know, people who couldn't go home for the holidays or whatever. It's just like, hey, everybody come together for Friendsgiving. I love that. Yeah. Infinitely what, more. One could argue that 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 probably normalized it to a point where people felt better about doing it. They, they shed some of the guilt about having yeah. to go to family. Well, every, everyone else is doing it. So I guess I'm. It, it isn't a problem if I do this too, you know, like it's yeah. becoming more normal. It gave I them a talking point. Much rather spend Christmas with you than my family. <laughs> and, and we would have you. Yeah. Well, that's the thing yeah. is like Christmas always seems like it's this sacred thing that only your family yeah. can be at. And I was like, right. Nah, right. like I'd rather celebrate Christmas with the people that I consider my family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Because it makes way more sense because you're choosing to be around the people that you want to be around for that holiday. And I think that's really special because part of the reason why I'm, you know, I'm such a dick about Christmas is because there's a lot of things that are forced upon you. Fucking the music is forced upon you. The idea the guilt and the idea of like you have to buy someone a gift. And it's incredibly stressful to buy gifts for people, even people that I know extremely well. I have a really Absolutely. hard time buying gifts. I still feel every Beth and I have been married for 13 years together for 15. And I still every Christmas am worried. Is, am, have I done enough? Is it is, like, is she going to feel slighted or like, I don't want her to feel like I, I don't want her to ever think that I didn't put thought into this or that I didn't get like, and, and then I rack myself with this and I'm like, it, it doesn't like, any like yeah it, you you find you, you finally come to a point where you're like this is absurd that you're making yourself sick over this worrying about this this yeah. is this is this is not what this is meant to be about you know yeah Jill and I have, have had a lot of conversations the last recently and especially this year I I, I just told her like oh, look I'm a pain in the ass to buy for so I go I like the little shit give me the little things like I don't yeah. need big things at all like I I'm actually no grand I'm, yeah I like the thing I'm actually pretty easy buy me some fucking kitchen shit. You know what I mean? Buy me yeah. stuff to cook with. Buy yeah. me little chatsky things that I can eat. Like I don't fuck. Sure. Like I'm, I'm thrilled with whatever yeah. I get. I don't give a shit. And then like with with Jill, you know, I told her I go listen. I'm having a really hard time trying to find stuff for you because there's only so much like book stuff I can get you. <laughs> sure, right, right. For a couple of years there, I'm like, oh, what's a cool book thing? I'm like, well, I've gotten most of them for you You've now. Exhausted so, that, yeah. Um, and that's like. A gift card to the bookstore, eh, you know, like whatever. Right. So I've gotten her like a couple of little things, you know, like maybe some creature comforts. And I got her something nice. You know, I don't know. It's kind of a big deal, but it's also like she could have done that on her own kind of thing. So, you know, sure. But it's the idea. I hope that that counts. That I'm like, hey, you know, I want to get this to That's how I've always thought about that yeah. is, is it's the idea, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what it costs. Like if yeah. you've put thought behind it and you're like, this is something that he would like. You know, like this is yeah. something that here's the reason I got this for you. You and I yeah. had a conversation one time about X, Y, and Z. And I remember you really geeked out about this thing. And so I saw this thing that's related. To, like yeah. that for me, I'm like, man, you really fucking see me. That's cool. You right. know? And it doesn't the matter thing too, what it is. is. Like, at this point in our lives too, it's like we can just go buy most of the things that we want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're yeah. a kid, you don't have that income, you know? No. Like it's so cool. Like someone bought this for you, but as an adult, you know, like buying gifts for another adult is kind of weird sometimes when you're like, 
I don't know, man, like I could get you something, but you know, I also like, I don't know. I struggle with this is the day you're supposed to show that you love someone by giving them a gift. Well, it's the same concept with Valentine's Day. Exactly. Right. I'd rather out of the blue be like, I got something for you. Yeah. I find that to be way more special and yeah. way more like pertinent true, than like true surprise. This is the day that we do this. And I'm like, fuck, because it's like for me, it's like a countdown. It's like this doomsday clock of like, fuck, fuck, <laughs> That's fuck, exactly fuck, it fuck. too. Yeah. And I don't have to That's buy for exactly that many people. It. Like right. I, just, I buy for Jill and Natalie. Natalie's yeah. super easy to buy shit for. Like it's. Oh, it's, sure. So easy. Her, it's so funny. The thing is, as a kid, her, your interests are so many. Everything oh is like the best thing ever. We bought, can, yeah. We bought so many gifts for, her and then Jill goes, "I think we need to get her some more." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" She goes, "Doug, we didn't get her any toys." <laughs> Wait, what did you get? We her? got her. We got her like books. I got her a fucking keyboard. I I got her nice. a board game. Yeah, uh, we got her like all these cool things, but she's like, "We didn't get her any fucking toys." She, like she like, what do we? We got. I was just like. <laughs> And Practical Doug's like, we do not. Because I also was like, let's shave some of this off and save it for her birthday because her birthday's yeah. in February. Yeah, and then yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. she's like, we don't have any toys. I'm like, Practical Doug goes, you know what? That makes sense. That's cheap and easy. Go fucking, let's get her some stuff. Like, that'll be right. a really easy fix. We'll get her some toys. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, we were thinking like, look at all these cool things, but she's not, there's nothing to play with. Like, Right. That's you. <laughs> It's like, but it's an easy fix. We can do that. But I say yeah. all that because, like, that's a part of this holiday that I think sucks too. Is just you get together and it's like you got to give each other gifts. Right. There's an expectation that we have to be together. That all this stuff that's forced upon upon yeah. you, you know, decorations and all these things. And I don't know. I just feel like, and this is a the, me thing. Yeah, I think that's why I, this holiday. Um, it's so stressful and annoying because there's just all these things that are expected to come out and are forced upon you. And I'm like, I reject this. I don't want to do it this way. Right. I don't right. like this. I don't feel compelled to do this because we're supposed to. Um, I've always struggled with that. I always need to understand a why before I can fully get on board. And Christmas does not answer that why for me most yeah. of the time. And I, again, it kind of goes with, with Thanksgiving too. In the same in the same boat of that is like, well, we have to get together. It's like, do we? Right. Because I don't think there's anything wrong with looking at your family and being like, wow, we're really different from one another. Like, sure. Yeah. And that's okay. Because you've met people in your life, friends, right? Super close. And then over time, you split. And you kind of go down different fat paths, get different interests, and then you talk less and less. You just drift apart. I Absolutely. consider that to be a natural ebb and flow of life. Mm -hmm. People come yeah. into your life. People go out of your life. You do the same. You're in. You're out. That's fine. The idea that like this I can person, count on one, I can count on one hand the number of people who have stuck for a long time. Yeah, like, who who have stuck in a close in a meaningful way for a long time. Because there are still yeah. people who I will touch base with every once in a while, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, we're still we're still on friendly terms, you know. Yeah. But like, there's there are very few people who have been around for for longer than a decade that still have a very meaningful relationship to me. It's like you, mm -hmm. Milos, Bob, uh, Drew, uh, and um, there's probably one or two more. I'm, Starts I'm, falling I'm, off I'm, after that, you know? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. No, I have a, I have a handful as well. And it's, it's and I look at that as, you know. Did I say Bob? Because if I didn't say you him. You didn't say Bob. All right, good. I was going to say I'll hear about it, you know. I'll hear about that tomorrow. No, so you didn't say Beth, though. I mean, that's kind of a. 
kind of an uh oh. Here's the thing. <laughs> Clip Here's it. the thing about that. Clip it. Clip that, and I'm going to stand by it. <laughs> Here's the thing. People I, I don't live with. <laughs> I said what I said. You know. Yeah. I don't, th- Doug. I don't feel the need to include her in that because I've made the decision to see her daily. On okay? the daily that basis. That speaks for itself. Right. Um, yeah, but I, I, I think. I think it's normal to look at your relationship with your family and be like, we don't have much in common anymore. And I mean, that's especially, okay. Especially lately. It seems that, that you know, your uh, diverged interests and, uh, and, and, and pe- people have less in common, I think, with, with certain family members now more so than they ever have. Or yeah. at least it's, it's more out in the open than it has been. Yeah. And listen, there's families out there that are super fucking tight. And they're yeah. connected. And, they, uh, and to that, I say, awesome. Keep it up. I'm not talking to you. You're right. great. Keep doing what you're doing. Right. Fucking love that for you. But for anyone who's like me in my situation and they're like, I don't really connect with my family. Like right. it feels like a huge strain because I don't like they wouldn't be my friends in real life. Mm-hmm. So why am I doing this? Just because they're my family, because we have some sort of connection through some mystical family tree, so to speak. Like I'm yeah. required to go and hang out with them and be nice to them. Right. That seems so weird to me that that's like yeah. what's what we force upon ourselves. And I would like to think, you know, with Natalie, I look forward to the day where she becomes my peer and I become her mm-hmm. peer. We're going to be friends. Like I can't wait for that day to happen. We're going to be yeah. like, I, I cannot wait for, for, for us just to be on the same page, the same level with that sort of shit. And I hope to God that we stay close and that, you know, we don't drift apart. That's my goal, hopefully, you know? Now, I'll, this this may be a hard exercise. This may be a difficult exercise to go through, but let's do it. See if we, let's see if we, can, if we can do this. Let's say, worst case scenario... Something happens and a, a wedge gets dry, driven in there and there's a rift between you two. Something happens. Who doesn't matter what it is. And then she starts to separate out from coming back and seeing you on a, on a regular basis. Do you feel like you will be able to be okay with that? Or do you feel like you will have an expectation that she should come and check in with you guys? Um, I think based on Jill and I's lived experiences... Depending on the wedge that gets driven there, right? Sure. Like, yeah, there's a because, lot of variables to this this yeah, hypothetical. Because if it's yeah. just like she's just going off and living her life, I'm never going to be mad at her for doing that. Sure. Oh, I'll yeah. never be mad if she's just like, ah, you know, I want to stay because she's so far away. Or even if she's close by, she's like, I want to kind of do this for the holidays. Whatever. Like, I'm not going to yeah. be mad at her for that. You know, like you'll miss I, her, but you won't. You won't be. Of upset. course, I want her to yeah. go live her life. I don't ever want her to feel like she has to do something because of whatever I want her to be here. Right. I want her to want to be here is what I mean right. by that. Like right, right. I want it to be her choice and feel like she wants to come hang out or whatever. I love the fact that we're kind of creating these traditions right now of like Christmas cookies. Mm-hmm. I did it two years ago with her. She fucking loves it. And now like mid June, she's like, dad, I can't wait to make Christmas cookies with you. And I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And she's like, we got to get new cookie cutters because we got to get some different ones. I'm like, all right, awesome. Let's try to find some new cookie cutters. Like things like that. I'm hoping those things evolve into right. something that over time, like she just loves it. It becomes part of her like core memories. And she wants to go in that. We make it hopefully special enough for her that she enjoys that and she wants to come back. But I'll never hold it against her if she's just like. Should there come a day where she's yeah. like, dad, I don't want to make cookies anymore. Then that like, 
tradition. I'm still, is, I'm still going like, to make them. Right. You'll still make them, but like yeah. in your mind, like that tradition can, can close should the day ever come. Yeah. But you know what? If she ends up having kids and they want to come and do that with me, I would love to do that with her kids and be yeah. like, come make, come make Christmas cookies with grandpa. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you can whisper, you can poison them while they're doing that. You say, you know, your mommy used to want to do this with me. And then she grew up and became an unbearable person. <laughs> so when you go home, make her life hell. Here's what some I, sugar. What I look forward to is Natalie knows how full of shit I am most of the time, <laughs> like when I'm messing with her. And I can't wait to do that to her kids. Or she's, they're going to be like, Grandpa said this. She's like, don't you start with them. And I'll be like, don't what do you want from me? This is who I am. Grandpa said that a boat is a depreciating asset. God ah, damn it. He, he's not wrong, but God damn it. <laughs> what, yeah. How pissed are you going to be if she grows up and the person she marries has a boat? I'll are be you like, going to be furious? I wouldn't be furious. But if they're like, this is my bread and butter right here. This is what I put all my money into. I'd be like, all right, man. <laughs> That's your choice, but... I question your choices, sir. Let me sit or down madam. and show this PowerPoint I made back in 2018. Yeah, this is why you know this is, this is like this is my retirement. What do you mean this is your retirement? You're gonna live in there? He's like, no, I'm gonna sell it for a profit. I'm like, I don't think this guy knows I, how this works. <laughs> Doug's like, I got a few episodes of my old podcast. You need to listen I, to. I, I don't know if you've heard this. Let's uh, come over here while I make some pulled pork. I want to talk to you. You know, like I'll make some focaccia. Dad. We can talk. Are you making him listen to We're having the focaccia talk, you know. <laughs> Every everyone what? she dates has to come over while I make focaccia and we have a discussion. That's how I right. get to know them. We're having the boat talk over focaccia. <laughs> I'm making focaccia. All right, we're going to talk. We're going to get to know him. <laughs> I I guess I guess to kind of wrap up uh this point. Um <laughs> I just I don't like Traditions for the sake of traditions. I've made that clear yep. before. And I also don't like. I said this to you and I'll say it again. I don't like. The dynamic of an older generation pushing their rules and ways upon younger generations. There's always going to be a generational divide. I feel like it's mm -hmm. wider than ever right now. And I've never been more excited for a particular generation to die. And because I'm sick of that shit in my personal life of the things that I've seen from these people who don't know how to fucking communicate, who don't know how to talk about their emotions, right. who don't have fucking hobbies. And when they don't have a job, they just wander around aimlessly, not knowing what to do. And I just and just inflicting whatever goddamn psychological terror on whoever is around them. I'm over it. We're all going to fuck up. The generations blow us. It happens. Oh, yeah. It it's is, part yeah. of life. But I'm so goddamn tired of my parents generation, in particular, my parents and the way they go about things. And I look at their behaviors. And I look at that sort of stuff. And I'm just like, y'all, man, just there's the exit. Head on out. Hit the dusty trail. Hit the hit it. Hit it and, and say goodbye. And don't let the door hit you on the way out. Because I'm over it. I'm over this idea of these expectations and these rules that they're inflicting on me and everything like that. To the point where it's just I can, I can you see why people in the '60s rebelled so hard. Oh, yeah. 
Look, it, it like you said, it happens with every generation. Yeah. Like the people you're referring to did the same thing in the mm-hmm. '60s. They rebelled. It was the flower power, summer of love. All that was was because the generation above them was a bunch of stuffy tight asses. You know, from the dude. 40s. Those were the people who's like, hey, I'm gonna hang out at home today. Was wearing like dress slacks. Yeah. And a collared shirt. A button-down shirt and loafers. Exactly. These are my these are my Saturday slacks. Right. And I've got my top button undone, which means I'm ready to mow the lawn. Right. People that would be like, oh, I've got my my suit, my my vest, and my long sleeve shirt on and my hat. As I go out. I've got my wool outfit on. I'm gonna go out and mow the lawn to my penny loafers. Right. Like the amount of the restrictions and stuff that came along with that, you get why that sort of stuff happens. Yeah. And um no, it's I look just, at I, those things yeah. and I go, Jill and I just constantly say, we have to keep each other in check so that we don't become that. We yeah. don't want to become that. We don't want to become the person that is that stiff, that is that unable to yeah. see past our own lived experiences. Because that is, for me, is at the root of everything, which is a lot of folks are like, they haven't experienced that, therefore it can't be true. And that is a tough right. concept to overcome. Oh, it's right? very true. That's why I don't believe in ghosts. Your reality. All right. That's that's why I don't believe in ghosts. Okay. Do you believe in ghosts? I haven't had a ghost encounter. Okay. Yeah. So I can't. I just. I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. But do you believe in squirrels? Squirrels haunt me every day when I walk my dog because my dog wants to murder all of them and she tries to chase and kill every single one of them. So yes, I believe in them. They're there. (laughs) They're watching, they're waiting, and they run out into the street right as I'm starting to cross their path. And it makes me wonder, do they just want to die? You know, they're just like, now I'm going to go across. Right as Doug's coming across the road, I'm going to run across now. Should we be worried about mental health of squirrels? Absolutely. I feel like it's an issue that we're not talking about. And you know what? Let's normalize it. It's, you know, right. welcome to BetterHelp for squirrels. You know, this is this episode of Mind Gap brought to you by BetterHelp for squirrels. Yes, sign up now for your squirrels. Right. Um, yeah, but I think use the, because use the code use the code Nutty during checkout for ten percent. Use off. the code Ghost at checkout for. <laughs> I, I think it is difficult to to be like I haven't experienced that, so therefore it's hard yeah. for me to believe that this is true. Which is why I think so many people yeah. are like, I don't get transgender people. Yeah. I just like this. Or I don't understand how someone could like another guy. Right. I like well, girls. It's the same it's like, thing. Yeah. It's the same thing with the Black Lives Matter. It's a wow, right. I haven't I haven't experienced oppression. I haven't experienced X, Y, or Z. So mm-hmm. this can't be as bad as everyone's making it out. The cops me. have never yeah. been mean to me. You know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was literally just talking to Sam today. He uh-huh. he, he called you yesterday. Because he was on his way home, he was on another trip today, and he's like, "I called Doug yesterday. I thought I'd finish the mind gap tri- or the mind gap fecta, and uh, I'd give you a call." And I was like, "Cool." So we ended up talking again, say like an hour and a half, and uh, it was fantastic to catch up with him. But one of the pieces of uh, conversation landed on our uh, our lack of experience uh, feeling threatened, like a woman does. Throughout the mm. day, like just walking down the street and mm. feeling we were talking about the Barbie movie. And there's a line mm-hmm. in that where once they get into the real world, Barbie's like, I feel like everyone's staring at me, but it's not like a good stare. It's like there's this undertone of violence to it, yep. you know, and Ken's like, I don't feel that at all. I feel like people think I'm pretty great. And yeah. I, it was it's such a oversimplified, uh, you know, jokey sentiment of something that is born from reality. And when 
I first saw that in that film, I was I had the same thought. I was just like, man, is that? But luckily, because you and I try to keep each other in check on this, uh, I had the thought of I've never experienced that. But wow, talk about something that I have been blind to. Like I've I I've heard people speak of it, but for some reason, when I heard it put that plainly, I'm like, man, this really must be a thing that just you inherently feel that I don't have to deal with. And it's just, it's shocking to me that there's an entire, you know, there's an entire, there's an entire range of the emotional spectrum that I've never had to, that I've never had to deal with. I'm going to tell a story that hopefully doesn't diminish a woman's experience. Okay. But I got to peek into this for just a couple hours by freshman year, Halloween. My several guys on my floor were supposed to dress up like a cheerleader troop, and we we're going to get like these 1980s cheerleaders outfits. Only one of them came, and I was like, I'm totally going to wear it because it was hilarious because I was huge. This thing was for like a seventh grader, so it was like okay. a midriff. The yeah. skirt barely covered my ass, and sure. I wore a wig, and I went to a party and everything like that. Dude, I can't tell you how many guys grabbed my ass put their hand on my leg really? would like shout stuff at me. Like e- even knowing that I was like, I got to the point where I got so uncomfortable that I left a party. I took off my wig. So I'm like, everyone knows that I'm a guy. Guys were still like shouting at me from their porches. Shit. And yeah. I was like, I don't mm-hmm. like this at all. And I was like, I'm going home. That is again, I can't stress this enough. This is not yeah. to say, no. I know how it feels to be a woman, but not at all. A little bit of objectification, even in a joking manner. I didn't want that. I wasn't asking for it, yet I still got it, and it felt incredibly gross to me. But if that experience can help you have even a a sliver of more empathy towards what they have, like that, then I mean, that's a win. Like, I think it's a story worth telling because, again, you're not saying that I understand the plight of the woman, but like you are saying that I have just a shred more empathy because I've, I, I got a, a, peek just a peek yeah. into what you experience 24 7 365 and it's yeah but again if you don't experience that to your to the back to the original point i just think as ironic you brought this up because sam and i were talking about a similar thing today is that if you don't experience it and this a lot of the older generation have not experienced uh, uh they, oh, no. they haven't not experienced been able to buy it, a house <laughs> bingo right <laughs> They haven't experienced it or they don't have they lack some sort of um, direct uh, ability to tap into the empathy to even try to understand it. Like, I don't know what that what that is, but they're just like, if I haven't experienced it, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of that that happens in that older generation. I think that's a lot of where we're having issues in, especially in, uh, in, in Washington right now, is that mm-hmm. there's just a lot of people who need to get the fuck out so we can get some fresh ideas in because... These people are like, I don't understand. There's nothing wrong. You know, the only thing that's wrong is it's not how it used to be. And it's, they can't, they can't, fuck, they can't fucking see. That's the funniest fucking thing. Only thing that's wrong is it's not how it used to be. And it's like, what, what, what can I tell you, man? Times change. What can Times I tell change, you? Times change, yeah. It happens. So, but, happens to the best of us. You know, Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, speaking of Jesus Christ, guys, do what you want for Christmas. You know what I mean? It's not even his real birthday. Do yeah. what you want. You know? And you know what? Just because I now have this back. Stuff is stupid. Stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. I'm gonna come. We got the questions. We got the answers. All too boring. 
his ass. Practical, 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 ass, practical, duh. If you've never been here before for Ask Practical Doug, Practical Doug is a tiny Doug that lives inside of Large Doug and helps guide Large Doug through all of life's questions, its mysteries, its quandaries, its problems, guides him safe to the other side. Uh, if you want to ask Practical Doug a question, you can. Social media, at Podcast hashtag Ask Practical Doug, or you can jump onto our Discord server, link in the description below. And there's a specific channel set up for Ask Practical Dugs, and you can put it on there. If you do a good enough one, we might even read it on the podcast. And you can get a uh, live Ask Practical Doug. Today, however, we are going to go back to our favorite well of wells, the subreddit, Am I the Asshole? And uh, we're... So real quick, Doug, the screenshots that we grabbed for these... um, they have changed. They used to be in like dark mode. They're now brighter. And also, I'm seeing there's a ruling tag on here now. Ignore it. Is that? It doesn't matter. Is that new? No. Okay. Just a lot of the ones that I've I never... picked hadn't had like an official ruling on them. So got it. I just but I was we like, decide this is... the ruling, not these a holes. Right. Yeah. Everyone who decides the ruling already, they are the asshole. So this is posted by. Uh, Beginning leg, sorry, beginning leg five eleven. All right, some of these we've all been there when we've been trying starting at the starting at the leg. You know what I mean? The beginning. You know, legs. that's that's it. Yeah, I would. There are certain usernames where I would love to talk to the person and just go give me the story yeah. briefly, but give me the story because yeah. I'm curious. But beginning leg five eleven asks. Am I the asshole for refusing to return my daughter's Christmas gift? Interesting. So my daughter, Kayla, 17, has been asking for a laptop for a while. Money's been tight, so my wife and I saved up to get it for her for Christmas. I couldn't wait to give it to her. Edit. My wife is Kayla's biological mother since people keep assuming she's her stepmom. Okay. The other day, I come home from work and I feel like that has nothing to do with the post. That's just in real life. He's just like, hey, by the way, okay, apropos of nothing. The other day, I come home from work and find Kayla upset. My wife, her mom, not her stepmom, in a mood, and our son, who's adopted, Martin, 15, looking pleased. I asked my wife in private what was going on. She started venting to me that Kayla is ungrateful brat and we should return her gift, etc. She then explained that she and our son decided to pull a small prank on our daughter. Uh, Martin told Kayla that my wife had told him that instead of the laptop, she, Kayla, was getting the amount it cost in gift cards to various stores for clothing, food, etc., not places which you could buy a laptop, because she felt she wasn't ready for one. Kayla got very upset and asked my wife if this was true. My wife said yes and added, maybe next year. Kayla got upset and said this was not fair. She had only asked for one thing. Clearly, money wasn't an issue. My wife admits she started laughing, which made Kayla even more upset. She told my wife she was a jerk. My wife feels how Kayla reacted to the prank, quote, showed her true colors, and quote, what if we couldn't afford it? I pointed out that we had told Kayla in the past that we couldn't afford it, and she took it well. It's, uh, it seems that the issue was knowing we had the money and could have bought it, but allegedly didn't. I asked her what she expected to come from this little prank and called her childish for roping Martin into it. I said I'm not returning the laptop. My wife is mad at me and says Kayla needs to be punished. I also made my wife tell Kayla it was all a prank. 
Kayla apologized for calling my wife a jerk, but said the prank was super hurtful. My wife refused to apologize and doubled down that she does not feel Kayla deserves it. Martin did apologize for his role. At the end of this epic, epic tale, Doug, is beginning leg 5'11 the asshole? <laughs> um... I'm I'm biased on this because this this reeks of a Chris Cochran quote unquote prank <laughs> because this is really what this is at the core of this is uh-huh. uh, this guy's wife yeah. is mad because her prank uh, didn't land it was a joke yeah. that didn't land it wasn't funny exactly exactly it went sideways and they're mad about that and when people feel stupid they lash out absolutely and because that's not a funny prank to me. No, 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 it, it, not even arguably not a funny prank. It is just straight up not a funny prank. You know, like it's it's teasing and whatever. And what I love is how he asked her. He was like, so what did you hope to accomplish with this? Like with this yeah. prank? What were you looking for? It's just like, oh, ha, 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 you're not going to get it. <laughs> just kidding. Because <laughs> we don't think you're ready for it. What, why is that funny? Right. Like, I guess you have to understand the relationship because I will say wild shit to Natalie, but she knows I'm joking. Like I go, Natalie, yeah. you see all those presents under the tree? I go, you know what? It's all poop. Different types of poop. You see that big one over there? I go, that's all the poop we collected from Loki since June. You see, I remember that that big old thing, that garbage thing I put in. I saved it all up and we all wrapped it in a got in a box. And she's like, no, I'm like, oh, no, it's all poop. She knows I'm kidding, you know, yeah. like that. That's obviously an insane joke. If I were to say that to Natalie, like basically she's like, if I were to tell her, I'm going to get you this thing. Just kidding. I'm not going to get it. And she could tell by the way I was like, by the way, Natalie most of the time goes, you're, are you joking? Like she knows right. how to like, she already knows where you're at, where you're coming for from. that sort of stuff. It depends yeah. on the relationship. But what I'm gathering from this is that, um, this mom did a bad joke. It didn't land and she didn't <clears throat> like the response because guess what? It's a shitty joke because it's yeah. a shitty joke. The person reacted as if it wasn't a joke and, you know, thought that they were being rude to her saying she wasn't ready to have a laptop. She's fucking 17, by the right. way. Well, um, also, that's so insulting. Also, you're you're telling your son to go tell her that we like to ruin the like what your gifts are too. Like, let's think about that, too. Like, okay, I'm going to go tell... All right, son, you go tell her that you know what she's getting and just ruin it. Yeah. Tell her everything she's getting so it's not a surprise. Yeah, That's tell funny. her that we're going to take the money that it would cost to get you a right. laptop and we're giving you to, like, Jewel and we're giving you a gift card to all these other places. It's not a funny... It's it, it's like a prank. Like, ha-ha, pranked you. I, I have no doubt that she responded poorly to that. Of course right. she did. Well, here's like, the that's other a thing, shitty though, prank that Kayla could have done. Kayla could have just taken, if that was true, Kayla could have taken the gift cards and sold them online and then just taken that money and bought a fucking laptop. True. That's very true. Um, <coughs> I think that was a shitty prank. And yeah. um, yes. I'm sorry to Kayla's mom who didn't like Kayla's reaction because um, it was a mean prank uh-huh. and an unfunny one. So uh, if you didn't like her reaction to it, that's your fault. <laughs> It's like, right. oh, true colors came through. It's like, yeah, because you told her a shitty <coughs> lie, a shitty for right. a shitty prank, and she gave you an honest response, which is, you're a jerk for doing well, no, that. It wasn't even that. The wife started laughing. Yeah. And that's what made Kayla upset and goes, you're a jerk. Like, And also, let's let's take a step back here. 
you're able to pull this prank on her, but you can't take it. You're thin. You're so thin skinned that she calls you a jerk. She didn't say, fuck you, mom. Oh, you're not. Fuck you. I wish you were my stepmom. Everyone thinks it anyways in the comment section of Reddit. <laughs> like she like she just said, you're a jerk. And you know what? You were kind of acting like a jerk. So I I'd like if you're going to pull up the yeah, that's the other thing. If you're going to pull a prank, you have to be able to take what comes from that. Yes. You've got to have thick enough skin if it's another if it's a bad reaction, that's the risk you take with the prank. If it is another prank, if it's a reciprocal prank or a revenge prank, that that you've opened the door then. You started you you it's an act of war and someone's responding. That's why I don't like prank content because a lot of it like you it, it's a fine line for me for a, a a what's the word I'm thinking of? A wholesome Prank. Sure. Yeah. You know, like I've seen some prank videos where kids coordinate like with their parent, usually with a mom where the mom will say, hey, go clean your room. They're like, fuck you, mom. And you see the dad like tense up and be like, what the fuck did they say? And they're about to go kill their kid. Yeah. And the kids go, it's a prank. It's a prank. It's a prank. Like that to me is wholesome because that shows how much like the dad like has their mom's back because, boy, you want to prank me. Have Natalie back top Jill. And I oh, will really? fucking throw down. I do not stand for that. I'm like, yo, 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 no. Like yeah. that is done with the idea of like, hey, we're totally joking. It's cool. It's cool. It's like <sighs> de- de-escalating the situation. All right. But yeah. this is just a bad prank made that mm-hmm. went wrong. And I can kind of understand a little bit of what the mom's saying is like, um, the idea of the kids saying, I know you have the money, so buy me this gift. I could see how sure. that could be interpreted as being like greedy and yeah. being obnoxious. But if that's the one thing they've been looking forward to. Right. And there's an expectation that it's going to happen. I can understand the idea of like, well, let's mess with her a little bit because she thinks she's going to get it and let's try to whatever. But when you do it that way and then you also say you're not ready for it, maybe next year. What do you think is going to happen with a 17-year-old? I think they're going to be like, ah, shucks. You're right, mom. You're right. Right. I'm not ready for it. Give me a fucking break. So long story Mm -hmm. short, uh, beginning leg, I actually commend them for being like, no, I'm fucking giving her the laptop. Like, this is bullshit. Like, this was a shitty prank that you don't like how it went. You don't like the response that you got because it sucked. It's like telling a bad joke and the crowd booing at you. It's like, you suck. Sorry. Try again next time. And the fact that they won't apologize uh, on top of it, which is just like, to me, shows the, the character of that parent. The fact yeah. that they're not willing to apologize for fucking up uh, just says a lot to me. So, no, I don't think I don't think they're the asshole. It is decided not oh, the oh, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I will say is that the dad, what he needs to do now is he needs to take he's I, I'm assuming that some of the gifts are under the tree at this point. What needs to happen is he needs to take a, a gift that mom is very well aware is there for her, swap it out with a uh, the same size box, but fill it with tissue paper and a gift card to Chili's. Or fill it with a fake, fake uh, divorce notice and be <clears> like, hey, gotcha. <laughs> That's comedy. Justin, what do you got to recommend this week? So talk about a wholesome movie, Doug. Uh, <laughs> Beth and I 
we went to see um, the Grand Rapids Film Society uh, was hosting It's a Wonderful Life on, uh, they were showing it in 16 millimeter um, at uh, an old movie theater here called the Wealthy Street Theater. And it was really fun. Uh, whole com- It was a sold out show. Whole community turned up for it. Um, really, really cool to see it. You know, it wasn't, it was, it was poor quality, poor audio quality, but like it was something just fun seeing it on film, you know, in a theater pop. It was just, it was kind of cool. So as I was watching it, I was realizing how much I really enjoy that movie and how much you're going to have to take this with a grain of salt. Uh, it is, I think this is, uh, one of the best Christmas movies that has been made. It is a, uh, I feel like it it embodies it, the the story how it wraps itself up embodies kind of what the essence of Christmas is is people coming together having a rich life full of friends and family uh I I think if you have not seen it I would recommend this week check out it's a wonderful life if you're looking for if you are getting together with family and maybe you guys have a tradition where you pop a movie on if you've never seen this throw this on it's a fun watch it is longer for an older movie it's 130 minutes, so it's two hours, 10 minutes, but it's a fun movie. So I would say throw it on. And it's shockingly funny. Jimmy Stewart, his comedic timing, I was floored. And I've seen this before. I just forgot how 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 good his delivery is. Really, really fucking good comedic delivery. I just so. want to say, I think it's a bold claim to say it's one of the best Christmas movies when you've got Die Hard on that list. So That's I mean, why I said one of. That's yeah. why I said one of. Yeah, let's put those two in a heads-to-head. You tell me which Drew one's better. Drew said, well, that's the thing. Drew also threw gremlins in the mix. Oh, that's true. That's true. So that's a throwdown for a different time. Woo, that's a three-way I can get on board with. You know what I'm saying? Toot, toot, beep, beep. Toot, the train's toot, coming toot. into the station. <laughs> I have plantar fasciitis. <laughs> Doug, what do you got to recommend? Uh, this is gonna be shocking. But hey, I'm gonna we, here's we the talk thing. about it. I no, I'm just going to as soon as you say this, I'm disconnecting the the call and I'm done with the podcast. That's fair. That's fine. Um, it's been a great 425 episodes. It's been great. Um, and Justin and I did a whole episode on like why are they making this thing? Blah blah blah. Um, Natalie and I were hanging out just the two of us uh, the other night, and she wanted to watch a movie after I tried to get her to watch Dune, and. <laughs> She liked the first Avatar by James Cameron uh, movie, which I still argue is a dog shit movie. It's not very good. Um, She's seven. Talking about like hammer meat nail as far as like how subtle it is about things. And she's like, oh, Avatar, the way of water. As I was looking for something else and I was like, ah, fuck it. Let's watch it. Whatever. Who cares? And I found it oddly compelling. (laughs) I found it oddly interesting. I got to say. Uh, kudos to the computer graphics people because there's barely any real people in that movie, man, as far as like actual on-screen real people. Not okay. many. They're not any main characters. I'll tell you that much. They barely yeah. show up, so it's almost all CG. You may as well just call it like an animated film because it's sure. basically sure. what it is. Sure, yeah. Um, and it's fucking beautiful. You're talking about like your five stars and how you rate each star. Dude, full marks for just like cinematography yeah. and the fact that you're looking at it like I tell this to Natalie. I'm like, so much of it takes place in the water. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all these things are fake. This is an alien planet. None of this is real. And this looks fantastic. It looks incredible. It looks absolutely excellent. Um, Better than the first one. 
still pretty heavy handed on the old like <laughs> we're the bad guys. Yeah. But also um, some interesting themes. Um, there's definitely some times where I was like, we're doing this again, huh? We just did this five minutes ago and we're doing it again. I'm kind of getting tired of this, but I was able to overlook it. And I was able to be like, I'm still having fun. I'm still enjoying this. I'm still engaged. Okay. Um, and it's a long movie. At one point, I paused to let the dog out. I'm like, there's an hour and 17 minutes left. I go, we're oh, not going to be that, able to finish this. That we're not going to be able me. to finish this. And then we came back in and we watched. And I was like, Natalie, we're going to finish this. And we stayed up really late to finish it. And we had a really good time. Maybe it partly is because I was having fun with Natalie. I don't know. I would say this one oh, is like three hours and 12 minutes. God, I damn didn't it. realize I didn't realize it was three hours and 12 minutes. It definitely God. felt like three hours and 12 minutes. De- it definitely felt like three so hours much. and 12 minutes. But oddly enough, while it, it did drag a little bit, the pacing, it, it helped because the relationships that they kind of built, it, it kind of made sense to some degree where I kind of cared about the characters and what was going through. But uh, that being said, this is one of those things where I feel like I'm Hag convincing you to watch Rampage. In the sense of like, hey, man, going with an open mind, just like just sit back and realize it's just there for fun, man. You realize the reason that I have not watched the first one is because of you. I still have. I've I've jumped. I've I've jumped on board and I've taken so much shit from me. Like, we don't even know if you don't like it. I go, I trust Doug enough to know that that movie is a piece of dog shit. Hey, (laughs) I mean, as someone. Who makes films and writes, Justin, yeah. you would be insulted by what I the story have no is. doubt. I have no doubt. Again, cinematically, pretty sure. good looking film, man. Sure. Like hard, hard to hard to compete with a Cameron film when it comes to that sort of shit. Story wise. And especially it's for fucking the time. insulting that it was up for an Oscar for writing. Mm-hmm. That that's insulting. That's the same year the Dark Knight yeah. was out. That's fucking bullshit. Well, the Bullshit. other thing that that really, really fucking irks me, uh, if we go all time box office mojo, all time top lifetime mm. gross. <clears throat> I'll never understand why that movie made as much money as it did, other than the fact that 3D was big at the time and the Worldwide. movie was specifically made for 3D, and they I were able hate- to upcharge on that. Oh, in uh, the first, you said sorry, you said the, the first one, first yeah. one. Mm-hmm. I hate the fact that in the first five movies, James Cameron has three of the five. And that first one was only because it got re-released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that Like Avengers had it. And then he was like, oh, guess what? We're doing it again. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. I'll say this much for him. The guy knows how to create a movie that people want to fucking see. Like it's. Look, I'm not. Sh- it sounds like I am. I'm. I'm. Doing yeah. it for comedic effect. I'm not shitting on James Cameron. Yeah. He's like he's a great filmmaker, and he has made mm-hmm. some fantastic movies. It just, <laughs> I get so angry at just the the concept of Avatar and the yeah. fact that it beat out Endgame because it got re like so yeah. much of this should come with an asterisk. But yeah, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, I, I'll say if you did like the first Avatar, this one's better. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's better. Watch it and let me know your thoughts. I'd love to know it. So yeah. I had fun watching it with Natalie. And Are you going to watch Avatar 3 when it comes out in 2025? I'll watch it on streaming. Okay. I'm curious. They ended it in, a, in an interesting spot where I'm like, okay, all right. I'm curious. There's a let lot me, of things in that movie where you're like, we're just going to accept that this is happening. And once you accept that, you let it go. We're like, cool. <laughs> okay. 
Because there's something uh, I'm like, wait, what? When did that happen? Whatever, fuck it, we're going. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't have time to Google this. Let's just move on. Yeah, it's like I didn't. That was such a throwaway thing, and it's a big part of this movie. I'm like, okay, whatever. Okay, they pulled that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this: Are you gonna watch Avatar four when it comes out? I'll have to see Avatar 3 first and let you know. Okay. Doug, let me ask you this. <laughs> Am I going to watch Avatar 5? Are, well, are you going to watch Avatar 5 when it comes out? Uh, depends on Avatar 3. <laughs> okay. 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 Doug. Talk by me. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Riddle me this, butthole. Uh, actually, I don't know. I know there is a... Is there a 6? Yeah. Uh, let's see. However, he also noted that he'd be 89 years old by the time an Avatar six and seven could be released, and he is quote perfect. Not going he to could be, be president. To... Awesome. <laughs> He's not. I love it. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm done talking about Avatar. All right, <laughs> gang. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. And uh, like I said earlier, please, if you like what you saw here and you want to support us. Hit the like button if you're watching us on YouTube, youtube.com slash podcast. Hit the subscribe button. Share this shit. If you're listening to it, rate, review, send it out. Get us the dick pill sponsorship. Help us be your dick pill sponsorship people. All right? Be our heroes, baby! Uh, and mean the world to us. And check the link in the description for links to our Discord. Be part of the family. Links to our merch Redbubble.com slash podcast. Pick yourself up something nice for Christmas. If you have to buy someone a gift, fucking help us out. And uh, Patreon. Patreon.com slash podcast. Throw some buckaroos our way. And uh, all of our social medias at podcast. Justin's alive and well in the digital realm also. That's true. On Instagram, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. While you're in the online realm... Check us out on any platform where you can find and consume quality podcasts. We're there. Like Doug said, share, rate, review, subscribe, do all those things. The big one is sharing because it's caring. TuiStaith.com, uh, Staith on all social media, and then LoveAndImprovFilm.com and LoveAndImprovFilm on Twitter. Uh, Instagram, sorry, not Twitter. Fuck Twitter. Fuck Twitter. Fuck it in the butt twice. Uh, with that, I want to say to uh, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. And I would also like to throw out there, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, any other thing you celebrate, enjoy yourselves. You beat me to it. Happy holidays, you motherfuckers. Have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.